You're listening to the Waffle Hour with Paul Jenkins. This is episode 16, and it was originally broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 15th of December 2019. 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Rossendale Radio. It's 104.7, the voice of the valley. Uh, I'm Paul Jenkins. This is the weekend wind down, and uh, you're joining us uh, in the studio, but uh, I'm actually out on the road today because uh, for today's waffle uh, hour, we are in Chelmsford in Essex, and I am joined in the living room of Ian Eagleton. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I- I'm feeling good, thank you. We've, uh, we've migrated from the kitchen uh, because <laughs> we, we couldn't get the sound right. <laughs> We've migrated from the kitchen with Oscar the dog on the lead because he's ripping up pillows in excitement. Um, He wants his five minutes of fame. He wants his five minutes of fame. He's now patting me on the leg saying, please let me speak. But yes... How's how's been, how's your trip to Essex been? It's been all right so far. It's yes. been a, it's been a family reunion for me. I've been down to visit to visit my family. I've oh. been uh, had a, a went to to Southend High School for boys yesterday, doing some poetry workshops, which was lovely. Oh, I used uh, to go to school up to Westcliff High School, for which boys. I drove past just yesterday. Oh. So uh, it's uh, it's been yeah, it's been a very nice kind of like like a homecoming this this oh. trip. So are uh, you actually did you? originate from this area then Did you I'm, come a, from this area? I'm a Basildon boy uh, oh, originally right. so it's uh, this is it's been quite nice to and, and when you uh, when I found out that you were based in Chelmsford because uh, my family used to live in Chelmsford in Gallywood just down the road oh okay uh, my brother used to live in Gallywood yeah it's, uh, it's it's kind of like it's nice it's been sort of uh, the journey over here this morning has been very much like it was uh, travelling over as a kid trip down memory lane a little bit yes, queuing at the army and navy <laughs> <Yeah>. round <laughs> Nothing all the people in Lancashire we're, we're just having a chat about Essex now this is all fine <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> uh, no now, Ian's, uh, one of the reasons we're talking to Ian uh, is about a brand new app that he's launching, or has, has launched, uh, uh, called The Reading Realm, uh, and some developments that are coming with that in the new year as well. Um, but uh, I thought we'd talk about your journey, first of all, into teaching, because we were, we were having a chat just before we came on air about uh, about your sort of early experiences of reading at school and about how you became a primary school teacher and sort of how that journey came about. Yes, yeah, so I've been teaching for about 13 years, I've been teaching primary school um mainly key stage two so the older children um and i've always had a passion for reading writing all of that sort of thing um but and it's always very interesting that i'm involved in reading in english now because i hated reading when i was little um and really really disliked it and didn't actually enjoy reading till I was about 10 or 11, I think. I think we had a shared reading scheme, didn't we? We, d- we did, didn't we? We, we went on... It, it's quite good the sound didn't work, actually, because yeah. we went on a rant about poor Jennifer Yellowhat. It was. The, um, it was the, the Reading 360 scheme, the, the yes, village with three corners. I can't believe you remember. I remember... Yeah. Jennifer Yellow Hat, we're going to start all over again yeah. on this rant, um, and Roger Red Hat, Billy Blue Hat, um, and that is it. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I remember it being very repetitive and very, very boring. Yeah. Um, and wondering why on earth I was reading about this. Um, and it was really interesting as well because it wasn't that I couldn't read. I think I was actually quite a good reader. Um, and in those days, not that I'm that old, but in those days, um, we used to have sight words and I kept them in a t- my granddad's tobacco tin mm. and we used to take them out every night and practice them and practice the spellings that way. Um, but it was just the fact that I think I never found a book that particularly interested me. Mm. And... Um, I was sort of given all of these reading scheme books that I had to work through and I really wasn't particularly interested in them. Um, 
and I was really lucky when I got to, well, yeah, year six, um, that I had a lovely teacher called Mrs. Perry and she had a bookshelf full of books yeah. and she used to give me time just to go up and look at them, put them back, look at them and just sort of think, oh, do I want to read that? Do I not want to read it? Yeah. Um, and she was really good at suggesting books and saying like, oh, why don't you just give this one a go? Why don't you try this book? And she suggested the Super Grand series right. um, by Forrest. I can't remember. I can't remember. Is this the, the Super Grand series that became the, that became the TV show? The TV show. So there was a whole series of books that were absolutely brilliant. And suddenly... I had turned from not reading, not being interested at all, to my mum coming into my bedroom at one in the morning saying, you really need to turn your light off now and go to bed. Brilliant. Because I was just enjoying this super grand series so much. And then after that, she was really great at saying, oh, why don't you try this book now? Why don't you try this series? Mm -hmm. And so I was on a roll. And um, in terms of reading as well, my mum read to us every night um, and I loved that time, that sort of special time with her, me and my brothers. I've got an older brother, younger brother, used to all sit on the bed um, and she'd read. It was always Alfie and Annie Rose stories mm. and various things to us. So those memories of reading are, are, are very much a driver for, for later on when you oh, when you came to, because you then moved on to teaching other Definitely, yeah. Um, sort of, you're trying to create those moments and... And I, you know, I think it's, I think it's really important that children are, are read to every day, um, in school and that we have that protected story time at the end of the day. Mm. We used to, in my old school, we used to do something called drop everything and read. Yeah. And, um, it was sort of like, <laughs> sounds like there's a siren going yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> you will enjoy reading. Go, drop, drop, drop. Scheduled fun. Yes. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> um, but um, it just meant because it's so easy, the day when you're teaching is so busy and you go from one thing to the next mm. um, and then you're marking at lunchtime and it's so easy for something like reading to your class to slip because you've got to hand out letters or you've got to do something else. It just meant that that time was sort of protected time when we sat down, down tools and read the story with the children. Um, and... That that's always been really important to me as a teacher. Um, I think that's the thing is that engagement with kids and and them knowing that you love reading as well and sort of enthusing them because when they see you read, then they know that and, and they can see you, you you're doing the voices and your face lights up and that when somebody sees you enjoying something, they go, oh, I want a part of that. I want to be reading my own books and I want to be able to you know to tell stories to people as well. And and that book talk starts, doesn't it? Absolutely, and also as well going back to what you say about them seeing you reading in my second year of teaching I had a class that were really switched off from reading and we set up um on a Friday morning for an hour the parents would come in with their books and I would get out my book Wonderful. and we would all sit quietly for about you know 30 40 minutes mm. just reading yeah. and there wasn't any like questions or worksheets to do it was just sometimes the parents would read with the kids um, and sometimes everyone would just be sitting there quietly reading their own book. Yeah. Just that idea that, you know, the adults in your life are reading as well mm. and your teacher is enjoying reading as well. And I always used to make sure I'd, when I was modelling writing to the children in an English lesson, I always used to make sure I'd say to them, 
and it was probably really inappropriate the memory that I've got I had just finished a really gruesome crime novel (laughs) (laughs) and there was a really exciting twist at the end where Mm. you found out it was actually um, the policeman that had done it all along on the last page Um, and I and I remember talking to them about this book and we were we were writing a Greek myth right and I remember saying to them uh, explaining about this book and how sort of shocked I was that it was the in fact the policeman all along that had killed everyone um and we came up with the idea as a class that at the end the their mythical beast would open its eye right at the end and it would end with a dun 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 moment and actually the hero hadn't vanquished the beast after all and just sort of getting that reading into writing mm. for them um and creating that excitement about it. So that's really what my teaching career has been about, infusing children with reading. That sounds fantastic. Um, now, we're, we're going to uh, be talking in the second part of the interview, we're going to be talking about the reading realm and about how that's uh, came Brilliant. about and been launched. Um, and, uh, but before we do that, um, we're going to have some music. Uh, now, you've, uh, you've chosen a Joni Mitchell track to, to, to kick us off. What, 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 where, where did you, where, why are you drawn to Joni Mitchell? I ha- well, I, um, there was an album that I bought years ago one of her first albums that had um big yellow taxi in it Mm -hmm. and i love her voice um she's got beautiful beautiful voice and i remember listening to the lyrics as well and being swept away and i can't remember the name of the album um, is it on Tapestry by any chance, or is it one of the others? I can't remember. We'll have to look this up. We no. should do some Googling yes. <laughs> in between. No, Tapestry is Carol King. Oh, apologies. Um, there you go. This, this is terrible. <laughs> oh, sack, no. me, sack me from Rossendale Radio. Stop, this is what stop, happens stop. when I've got the playlist in front of me. Tapestry is Carol King. It is indeed. And it's my mum's favourite album, and she listened to Tapestry um, <laughs> when she was training to be a teacher. My Joni Mitchell knowledge has, has failed me, <laughs> and my Carol King knowledge at that rate. Right? I think I mean, I'd best press play on album. this before we get. Rossendale Radio. Okay, welcome back to the Waffle Hour on Rossendale Radio, 104.7, the voice of the valley. Uh, I'm joined by Ian Eagleton. We've been uh, uh, frantically Googling things uh, to try and work out the album, which is not by Carol King. And save our reputation. And it was Ladies of the Canyon, we believe. Ladies of the Canyon. So, yeah, yes. go, go and check that one out. And uh, I will absolutely refresh my Joni Mitchell knowledge. <laughs> and I think we best get off the subject before I dig Very any quickly, further. Very yes. <laughs> So let's let's have a chat about the reading realm, uh, which you've got in front of you. I've, um, we'll, we'll put a link up on the uh, on the show notes to uh, um, so that people can sort of check out where the reading realm is. But well, first of all, what is it? How you know what what kind of app is it? Is it is it? Uh, well, you tell me. So the reading realm mm-hmm. is an app for children from five all the way up to thirteen, mm-hmm. and we currently have on there nearly two hundred extracts from children's stories poems and non-fiction texts and alongside each extract there's discussion guides there's quizzes there's games there's all sorts there's um library challenges for each book um trying to encourage children to get back into their library or reconnect with it we've had so many libraries closed around the Essex area at the moment and indeed up and down it's, the country. It's national, unfortunately, um, in, in my local area. Yeah. We lost 14 of our libraries in the last couple of years. It's, it's unbelievable. And even the libraries that we have are either being manned by volunteers or only open 
two days a week or something. Mm. So that was something that was really important on the app. So um, for every book, there's sort of a suggestion, why don't you visit your local library and find out about this book as well, which yeah. links. Um, and the app really came about, as we were talking about earlier, with the idea that, I mean, I used to visit the library all the time and I used to stand in front of my teacher's bookshelf and my mum's bookshelf, mm. picking up books, reading the first sort of 400 words and not being a particularly confident child, I would put the book back down and think, no, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah. Or occasionally I'd go, oh, I really like the sound of that. And what I was trying to do was give children some book tasters mm. in, uh, you know, children are so sorts of great at using technology and apps nowadays um and i thought wouldn't it be great if they had somewhere where they could look at all these different book tasters but also find out about the authors yeah. um follow links and visit the author's websites do quizzes about the books and on the flip side of that as well as i was teaching i was finding it very difficult to find really good quality resources to use in class yeah. to support my whole class reading, my guided reading, my interventions. Mm. And I was really trying to think of ways that would infuse teachers and give teachers a really good quality resource that didn't rely on worksheets, that didn't rely on really sorts of close-ended questions. So it, it's really the idea that teachers children parents can just be immersed in this app where they can read where they can answer quizzes um when they can try books and just sort of explore there's no something that was really important to me as well was there's no none of the games are timed um it's okay. about exploring yeah it's about um spending time reading and not feeling pressured one of the things I like about it is the fact that the that you say about the lack of pressure is that it's something that you can pick up in school, but also obviously you can work through at home as well. Um, so there's that you know instant link between you know the work that's going on in school and the, and and the and the reading for pleasure that's going on at home, working you know that way as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And another reason that it came about was at my old school when I was English leader, I used to run a lot of workshops for parents about um, reading. And the majority of parents at the end, all of the questions would be, my child really likes reading this, mm. what can they read now? Yeah. And my first suggestion is always, go to your local library because there's a trained librarian that can help you. Yes. However, mm. if you don't have a local library anymore, mm -hmm. you could try this book, this book, this book. And and that's something we used to anyway. I mean, you know, when you buy a book from Amazon, they will immediately go, people who bought that bought this. Yes, and, exactly. And we're used to that idea of somebody recommending books for us. And it's it's good that the children are getting that from it. And, and particularly from the library saying, look, you don't have to go and spend money doing this. You can go and actually just, you know, go and borrow a book. Go and, you know, go and... Absolutely. You know, go to a reading area, you know, a place where, you know, people are, as you say, trained to talk about books with you. Absolutely. And that's really what the app one of the main things that the app is encouraging children to do giving them some tasters of books and then saying in the discussion guides or in the links why don't you pop down to the library ask an adult beforehand and there are literal challenges so like pop down to the library and see if you can find 
um, a film that's linked to this book, mm. ask your local librarian if they can help you. Yeah. Um, so there's that sort of thing as well. Um, and it's, so we released the app in May and it was something that I was quite worried about. There, there's not really currently anything out there like it. A mm. lot of the reading apps for children are aimed at younger children and are aimed at um, more phonic-based reading. Yeah. Um, and, um, a lot of picture book stuff. Yeah, which to, which is obviously yeah. great, um, but more sorts of um, sight words um, and that sort of thing. So I was quite nervous about releasing it and I sort of hit release and then went to bed <laughs> and was like, oh, no. Is it going to work? Um, but... It's turned out it to be really, really successful. So we have teachers emailing and messaging saying, oh, it's brilliant. We're using it in class all the time. Um, and what's really nice as well, we've got parents messaging and emailing and parents Wonderful. downloading it saying, it's great. It means that I can help my child. I know the kind of things that I should be asking my child when I'm reading with them. And we're going down to the library together now because they've found this book on the app and they want to find it at the library and that sort of thing. So I'm really, really pleased about that. And that's that's attracted authors as well. You've you've got you've got some big name authors that are, that are currently on the reading realm, haven't you? We have, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, I was really lucky. I I've been working writing resources for authors for many years. Um, it's one of my jobs that I do resource writing mm. um, and I was really lucky that publishers like Flying Eye, Stripes, Simon & Schuster mm. were really excited about the app and yeah. could see the potential of it and then authors like Abby Elphinstone, um, Emma Carroll and various authors so many were <laughs> sort of like oh we'd love to be involved it sounds brilliant um, yeah. and then emailing me saying, oh, could we have our book included as well? That sort of thing. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just brilliant. And it means that we've got a really diverse range of authors. Again, that's something that's been really important. So um, I've just been working with a publishers called Knights Of, mm -hmm. um, who focus on diverse um, books for children. And we've got one of their books in the app. And... It's it's really exciting how it's developing and um, growing and including more and more things on there to engage children with their reading. Brilliant. So that's um, great. I think we're going to talk about that growth of the app because uh, you've got a, a big uh, a, a sort of second launch coming in in, in a sort of springtime next year. We have, yeah. Uh, so we'll have a chat about that in the in the third part of the interview. Um, we'll. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go on safe ground now uh, for your next <laughs> musical choice. Uh, in that last week on our triple track, we had Mariah Carey. I can't believe uh, I missed this. You've, I was going to say we missed I it. Cannot we, believe three, I missed three it. Three songs in a row. We had uh, we had Hero uh, uh, yeah. Fantasy and uh, we obviously it's Christmas time, so we went for all I want for Christmas. Yeah, uh, but you've gone. You've, you've taken this to another level on the Mariah front. I'm going to be the guy that plays Mariah Carey now. And I would listen to you every single day if you were the guy that played Mariah Carey. Um, just it's the Mariah the, station. Yes. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so the next song is We Belong Together by Mariah Carey, obviously. Mm -hmm. I believe it was her 16th number one in 2005 and the song of the decade. <laughs> um, I'm a big Mariah Carey fan. I've seen her one, two, three 
maybe six times. Right, okay. Um, We're in stalking territory. Actually, if you look over there, can you see the Mariah Carey album row? uh, Yes, I can. That was an album row. Yes, Yes, there is indeed. So it's We Belong Together (laughs) and people had counted her out and said, you know... She's not good. She's she's done. She's washed up. And she released The Emancipation of Mimi, which was the biggest album of the decade. Um, and this is the song. This is We Belong Together. Rossendale Radio. 104.7 Rossendale Radio. That was Mariah Carey on 104.7 Rossendale Radio. I'm with Ian Eagleton and we've been chatting all things books and the reading realm and, uh, and about developing uh, the, the new app. Um, and I believe that uh, there's going to be a, a development with the app in the new year in 2020. Yes, I'm so excited about this. So we're releasing, hopefully in March, um, the poetry realm. So it's the reading realm, but the... I think we currently have 260 poems on there. Oh, my goodness. It's That's absolutely a, massive. It's quite an anthology. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be so, so good. Um, so it's the same sort of principle. Um, 260 poems. I'm resisting the urge to add even more. Mm-hmm. And each poem, again, comes with discussion guides, games, quizzes, book suggestions, You can find out about the author um, and it's just um, absolutely, it's going to be brilliant. Um, So I got into poetry a few years ago. Um, I read an anthology um, by Leslie Newman um, called October Morning Mm -hmm. and it is about um, the death of, the murder of Matthew Shepard who was a gay student in Wyoming. Right. And I had performed in the play about eight years ago right um locally and found this anthology and it's just the most wonderful wonderful anthology of poems one of the poems is told from the perspective of the fence that he was tied to right um before he was murdered and it's just heartbreaking mm. But that's, the, that's that power of words to give images for things that we weren't present at, or we, you know, that we have might not have any kind of connection with. You can you can use words to, to make absolutely. those connections. Absolutely, and I think um, it's really important in in my role going around to schools and when I teach. A lot of teachers say, oh, "I hate poetry." Oh, not that they hate it, it. <laughs> but they they just they're nervous around it. They're, they're I'm not sure what to do with it. I'm not sure how to teach it. It's because um, people can't mark it. That's the problem. Yes, it's a really difficult one. And um, I actually run um, poetry workshops as well with mm. children. I was asked by some schools in Essex to do some workshops with their children, and it was so much fun, and they got so much out of yeah. it. And it's amazing how poetry can support every child in the class to achieve something and share their own personal experience however they want in whatever format that they want. It's one of the things that, that when I was working with the National Literacy Trust, um, they always uh, they, they interview kids and ask them about their, their go-to if they were writing something new or they were they were they wanted to read something new and poetry always tops it. And when they ask them, kids are really honest, they said because it's short. I, I can yes. I can feel like if I've read a poem, I feel like I've finished something. It might take me weeks to finish a book, yes. but I can finish a poem in a very short space yes. of time. 
and actually there's that that kind of instant payoff with it so it's it's nice to be able to, to to have that engagement and almost tell a story in two or three minutes which is and what's really great about it in the classrooms i was teaching year five and six uh, last week and they'd just finished an an assessment and i always take my bag anthologies of poetry mm. and um i was reading to them last week the dictionary of dads mm. and they were just chortling away laughing away um there was one at the end where they were gasping because there's a twist right on the last line um and all of that in the two minutes before lunchtime because yeah. we had that two minute spare and again that's what i'm hoping that the app will do one it will encourage children just to enjoy poetry even more and also we've got a re- again a really diverse range of poets um we've got lots of big names but we've also got lots of poets that I have just really enjoy and think their work's brilliant and hopefully it will also support teachers to feel more confident to work with poetry in the class so there's lots of creative writing opportunities and ideas lots of cross-curricular activities with each poem and what's really nice is that um this time i've actually been able to employ some resource writers to help me out Great. and some of them are actually poets as well Wonderful. so they're actually writing the resources Brilliant. for the poems as well um so it's just dare i say i think it might be better than the reading <gasps> realm oh. um, but don't quote me on that one um but i'm really you'll get excited the, you'll get the it. traditional prose authors up against yes, the poetry yes. for some sort of face-off at some point or another well hopefully if we get round to it there will be a third and a fourth app so mm. the uh, one focusing on fiction and then one focusing on non-fiction right. as well but i really wanted to focus on poetry this time can i ask you as well because i found i've found this because obviously as a, as a teacher and a, and a writer and, and, and a, a resource writer have, now that you've got the app out there one of the things is obviously getting people to know about it how have you felt about the, the sales side of things because that must have been a, a, a a new sort of venture for you and sort of getting people to you know say come and look at it come and buy it come and, and trying to get the product out there was that something that you had to learn have you got experience of that before or is it um you said you were quite nervous when it went live. no none none at all i've had to do a lot of teaching myself about using social media mm-hmm. um and advertising and and all sorts it's it's been really it's been really interesting so um Luckily, I suppose, in a way, I'm particularly um, obsessive and have no problem with spending a day reeling off email after email to various companies saying, hi, have you heard about my app? (laughs) I think you'd really enjoy it. Shall we set up a meeting? Yes. (laughs) Um, And being really, really annoying about it. But, um, you know, we... What's really nice is we... I I keep saying we because I... I don't know, it feel, feels a bit weird saying, I, I, me, me, <laughs> but, um, so there's now a Reading Realm Facebook group that's got nearly 3,000 members mm-hmm. and we do book recommendations on there, share resources and articles and everything for and free. And it's become a community, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Um, and we do lots of giveaways from authors and interviews and things as well. And it's, it's really about, letting children teachers parents know about the huge wealth of 
poets, authors, writers out there. Yeah. Um, because I won't go in, into too much of a rant, but if you go into your local supermarket, for example, there's usually only one or two celebrity author books yes. plastered everywhere. And that's what people tend to grab and tend to um, gravitate towards. But there's actually a huge amount of very talented writers out there mm. and hopefully they'll find in the poetry app lots of you know poets that they might not have heard of before for exactly on that for uh, about supermarket bookshelves um, there was joint prize winners of the booker prize recently yes uh, and i went in to look for those books in my local supermarket yes. and i found the well-known author yes. who had won the booker prize was in there and the one who was not so well known was not yes um, and so how are we ever going to discover new authors if we aren't Exactly. If, if they're not put in our faces. So we have to, you know, make sure that, that you know, I think that's a brilliant thing. That, uh... And what's really interesting as well is that the more I sort of delved into, because when I was setting up the reading realm and the poetry realm, my first inclination was to obviously go for the books and the authors that I knew. But then I started looking at more independent publishers, smaller publishers, and there's so much out there and the yeah. the work that they are producing and the books that they're producing is absolutely amazing. And it's really great to be able to work with them as well and promote them mm. and promote some of the smaller, more independent publishers and their work and just sort of get that range and depth and breadth of resources on there. So that, you know, because there might be, be lots of children out there that are unsure about well you know i'm always getting these books from the supermarket or what have you but um are there any other authors are there any other poets out there that i could perhaps you know and all it takes for that that child who's perhaps turned off from reading or isn't sure what to read next is that one author, that one poet, that one book that will grab them in. Yeah. For me, it was the Super Grand series. And for me, it was the Ramona series, bizarrely, oh. by Beverly Cleary. You know, a, a book that at that age was, was aimed at teenage girls. It, and, was, it and, wasn't by Joni Mitchell, though. No, it wasn't by Joni Mitchell. Oh, we, we got away with that one. They'd forgotten. <laughs> but it was but it certainly wasn't aimed at the, it was a book I happened to pick up and then I loved the whole series it was sort of but you, you, you can remember the ones that got you into reading and it wasn't you know I love Rodal but all that seemed to be in the library at the time was Rodal there wasn't a lot going on you need sometimes something else to hook you in you need and a, I, a range to look I at. think that's really important about um, the series and reading the series parents often say to me oh I'm really worried all they're reading is and then they tell me the series and I always say that's absolutely fine you know they're reading um absolutely if they're reading and they are constantly engaged then that's great and you know there are ways to sort of gently say well when you finish that series you could always try this or Mm. shall we pop down to the library and see what else they recommend but i I would never worry about a child who's reading and enjoying a series and seems to be constantly... For me, it was obviously the Super Grand series and I was thoroughly enjoying it, but there's also the comfort in that well-known series. You know the characters, you know the storyline, and as you start off on your sort of reading journey, you feel supported mm. and you 
you know, I was always thinking I might try that book, but I might not understand it. Yeah. Um, so a, a series of books can be really wonderful for children that are just starting off on their sort of reading life. And then gradually they will start finding perhaps other things or they might not do, you know, some, some children, some adults like reading particular things and that's what they like reading. And that's yeah. absolutely fine as well. Um, so it's just giving people that range of freedom and a bit of choice. And, and if the more choice they've got, the more chance they've got of, 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 you know, finding something that they're going to engage with. Yeah. Finding their niche, yeah. as it were. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today, Ian. Uh, we've, uh, we're going to move on to your third musical choice now. We've gone for some Bob Dylan, which is a little bit different. Yes, we've, I've gone for the times they are a-changing, because indeed they are. Yep. And also, um, whenever we used to drive anywhere, my dad used to play Bob Dylan, and he used to talk me through all the lyrics and explain what they meant, because often, you know, there's lots of hidden meanings um, in in his songs that he used to talk me through when they were written and why they were written. And, um, and I think that's another reason why I love reading and love music. It's quite Um, fitting as well that we're finishing with, with a poet uh, as as well as, uh, as well as a songwriter. in in I'm a really big fan of him. Um, so yeah, the times they are are changing. Brilliant. Um, so this is, uh, this is times they are changing from Bob Dylan. And so that's Waffle Over for another week. I would love to say a massive thank you, please, to Ian Eagleton from The Reading Realm uh, for welcoming me into his home uh, and allowing me to uh, to meet the dog and, uh, and to uh, talk all things to do with literacy and his new app and, of course, all things Mariah Carey. Uh, I hope, uh, hope we've done some justice there for your music collection. Uh, and, of course, I will make uh, sincere apologies uh, to Carol King and to Joni Mitchell for that particular podcast. We'll be back next week with another very, very special guest uh, I, I cannot tell you enough how excited i am about the interview i'm going to go and do tomorrow at the people's history museum uh, and you will find out in due course who i'm going to interview but i'll leave that with you uh, waffle the bite-sized podcast uh, is presented by me paul jenkins it's produced in association with rossendale radio by melanie kemp and lee ball who i give my utmost thanks to for all the work they do on the podcast we will see you next week <laughs>